Get ready to tap into the minds of the founding fathers of SEO. Rocket, rocket to the next generation of search engine optimization 3.0 with traffic that will put your website into a head-on collision. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO. Now, here are the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of search, the SEO, SEO rockstars. Well, good day, folks. Unfortunately, Chris Boggs couldn't be with us, so I'm taking the helm. I'm Frank Watson. It is June 14th, Flag Day, for anyone in America, and we should be waving the flag for various reasons, obviously. I am lucky enough to be joined by Christine Stackinger, one of the very good SEO consultants that I happen to be friends with. She is a very good technical SEO and is part of Sites Without Walls. How are you, Christine? I'm good. How are you today? Good. Yeah, I mean, it's been been an interesting week. And, you know, unfortunately, we're aware of what happened in Orlando and it pretty much blanketed the news and the web and everything. So there's that to see and deal with. But beyond that, there's been some interesting things that over the last week or so, and one of which was a little bit controversial. SourceFed uh, issued this, created this YouTube video where they're claiming that Google was slanting their search results to support Hillary Clinton. And uh, I'm sure you've We've talked about it a little bit before the show, and, and there's been some really good responses. But just for an overview, how did you see, you know, how did you come across it, and what were your initial reactions to this? Um, I'll be honest, when I first saw it, I wasn't 100% sure whether there was something to it or not. But Ray contacted me about her thoughts, and we started discussing. I was like, oh, yeah, she's right. <laughs> So uh, she wrote an article about the fact that they basically confirmed their own biases as opposed to did real research. So it is uh, something that Google does on uh, celebrity names or well-knowns where they scrub some results so that they can't be easily manipulated for the negative. And they unfortunately mistook, I think, that for a manipulation of Hillary Clinton's. Yeah. I, yeah. So for the people that may not have seen this, Basically, it was a discussion by this group that does a lot of videos. You know, they try to be somewhat controversial. And in this case, they pointed it at the wrong group of people that were going to call them out. So it's about Google's autocomplete. Generally, when you go in and you start typing, you know, unless you have it turned off, if you start typing into the search results, there are auto-suggested to save you typing anymore because uh, what Google's doing is they're taking the searches that people generally are typing into when they're putting those names in, like obviously if you start typing in Hillary, Clinton's going to be the first association that they'll do. Or if you if you're typing in Anne, maybe Anne Hathaway, or you know, it works that sort of way. And and they were calling it out because certain extensions around the email and email charges and criminal charges and indictments and things weren't showing up. And then compared it to what was being done at Bing and, and Yahoo, where they worked, filled out more. But from what I know, now Google uses a lot more elements in their search results and use a lot more elements in, in everything that they do. 
they have the localization elements, they have the previous history elements. So it really wasn't a very educated sort of overview. It was just something that could create a little bit of controversy. And I think Raya's article, Raya Drysdale, who's been a, a member of this BSEO community for a, a substantial amount of time and has great credentials, she wrote an article up on medium.com that you can find. And we'll also include the link to it. It's a rather lengthy one, but she outlined it. And then funnily enough, Matt Cutts, who is still on hiatus from Google's search quality team, came back and said, you know, also contradicted what was going on with this. I mean, it's interesting that people purely, you know, they, they've gotten themselves hundreds of thousands of views of the video that made their and they and yet they're making their money from Google because it's a YouTube video and they're obviously the the intent of this company That's is true. to have a lot of video views so they can get paid by Google. It's not really that smart to be insulting the you know the person that's writing your paycheck. <laughs> There's truth to that for sure. And I think um no I saw the video I won't necessarily sign negative intent although I'm sure they're being sensationalistic uh, because of the complexities of the algorithm and the things they didn't know but like Matt said and it is ironic that Matt came out of retirement to address this you know at least they could have reached out to Google or just to Matt and found out if any of it was true and they didn't so yeah that's kind of irresponsible on their part and they you know and the and all that it did do was then have other articles written that sort of showed how you know certain ones of prompts and they and the other good part of what Raya brought up <clears throat> was the more searches that are done impacts that. So by people seeing that video and then going and testing the premise, all that they were doing was solidifying what was going on or having an impact on actually if they kept typing and put criminal charges, it was a very clever way to to do a negative sort of spin i doubt whether that's the case of these people but it's not a bad little angle if you were looking to do something like that where you wanted to change what filled out when you initially started typing in hillary clinton because <laughs> tens of thousands of people started going criminal charges and added that that would end up being up the top uh, that's definitely true <laughs> Uh, we don't know. It's all speculation. Just like most of what the guy wrote about was just purely speculative and didn't show any sort of indication that they had an idea of how any of this worked, just that they could play with it and, and come up with stuff that they could create a controversial uh, video on. Yeah, and I think also even more disappointing is I watched their follow-up video to, um, you know, like Ray's response and all the other ones that came out. And they took no responsibility and still made it sound like they were going to try to confirm their original video was true. I do say CNN did a really nice report on it, explaining why it was not. So it was nice to see a major news source get uh, SEO right. <laughs> so. And the worst part about it was I went into some of their other videos just to have a look at like the comparison of numbers of views. They've put out some really big ones that have gotten, you know, hundreds of thousands. This one, had, you know, I forget the number, but it was you know, under 200,000. But they'd had videos that had gotten 800,000 plus views. And one of them that was talking about Miley Cyrus, always good <laughs> to get off, 
the guy that was doing the video actually said, you can put out any kind of idea they want. Men can put out any kind of idea they want, and people will kind of start believing it. And that's the problem. You can. If you put it out there, it has a little bit of a twist to it, and that's what he was saying and, and the whole thing about you know, Miley getting publicity and, and there's no such thing as bad publicity. They, you know, it definitely supported that the overall mindset, but yeah, totally agree. And I, and I do think that's where it's irresponsible. If you're going to make an accusation like that in the political climate we are in right up leading to a presidential election, you really, really probably should confirm with some source other than your internal staff that it is indeed correct. That's not good journalism. That's just sensationalism for clickbait, or in this case, I guess, V-bait, yeah, yeah. <laughs> watch bait. <laughs> so, talking um, about bait, I suppose we should throw back to the office so that uh, our sponsors can uh, get a little bit of ear bait. <laughs> We'll be back with more SEO rock stars right after this. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Now let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars. And thank you very much, George, for that extended drum solo there at the beginning. I had no idea where we were coming in. Just for the last. 
No, that was good. I thought I was supposed to be playing over the top of the drums, but it went really well. I'm so used to handing that part of the gig over to Chris, so the time, my timing was a little off. But anyway, there are a couple of other articles that I want to have a look at. Search Engine Land, and it's a couple of interesting parts of this. Search Engine Land, as Christine had mentioned, they're no longer allowing uh, comments, so you can't sort of engage here. But they have a couple of articles. One is competitive threats to Google and what they mean for you. This one goes through, and obviously it's not specifically aimed about search, but I think, you know, I've heard rumors, but haven't seen it yet, that Facebook wants to uh, develop their own search engine. Obviously, Amazon, like YouTube, is sort of a secondary level search where people, if you're looking for particular types of products, you'll now, oftentimes, maybe go to Amazon to have an idea. You can get reviews. You can get pricing. Did you manage to have a look at this article, Christine? I did. I think it's pretty accurate about the, um, the challenges to Google, uh, though it, uh, outside of like Bing, because Bing has taken some share over the last few years. Uh, I do think, though, there's one thing that hasn't discussed much, or I don't know if I've seen anything discussed about it. And the thing is, Google's trying to compete with all of these um, entities with its regular search functions. And so it's moved to micro moments and question search and scraping data and answering data questions. And I have found that that's actually deteriorated Google search overall. I think really if they want to be competitive, they need a separate like micro moments website app, whatever it is that retrieves this data for people. And then they can compete with a different product on all these levels. But I think trying to make the regular search engine compete on this is causing them to fail. And becoming a personal assistant is a really easy thing to compete with if you have developers. Um, being a great search engine is not. Yeah, no, so, no, I agree, with, I agree with you 100%. And the ridiculous part about it is they do have all the elements to do this. I, you know, the Google Calendar, the Google Docs, you know, that type of thing, but they just, you know, but they are coming out. I, they're coming out with their own version of the Echo, and I, for life of me, I forget what they're calling it. Google Audio or something? It, it looks like one of those air fresheners. <laughs> I think, I, I think, though, I think Google concentrating so much in this area without separating it is going to become a huge detriment for them. The informational search hasn't gone away, it hasn't declined, hasn't increased, like mobile has increased micro moment or question search. But at the same time, trying to do two masters that are very different in user intent and use cases with one product is really what I think their big detriment is. And I don't think that they're gonna be able to continue to compete if they don't separate out those functions. Yeah, and I, I I think that they ultimately will have to, you know, whether they actually get a break and some sort of antitrust comes in and they decide that they've got to break up the company so they may as well do it then, you know. God knows what the lawyers have been talking to them over the last couple of years about that. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, I, you know, there's definitely a move away and they've separated somewhat with now they're doing the AMP project for uh, accelerated mobile pages and, but again, they want to sort of like force over the same sort of, uh, you know, search box or, or whatever where you engage with things. And I think, you know, 
they're starting to see with the increase of, of about 25%, I think, of mobile searches are now done audio. There was somewhere I've read that in the last you know, few weeks that the audio number of searches, I see it all the time. You, you go into New York and there are people talking into their phones asking questions. I'm sitting with my family members that are all Apple users and, and they're talking into their phones while they're watching TV to get background information about whether it's sports or the Tony, you know, results and things like that. So it's definitely somewhere to go. And I think Google's got to realize they've got an app store. They got late to that game, you know, but they seem to be catching up somewhat with Android. You know, they need to, like you said, break it out into areas. And yes. we're going to need to be able to do like audio search versus mobile search versus desktop search. Well, and I think we can break it down further in that um, when I go online to look for a review, if I don't word it in the way that Google expects, I get very poor results, right? So if they broke out what, what they call micro moments, who, what, where, when, why questions, basically easily scraped data from all the sites on the web that they can return, which is the same as Echo and then Google Audio, and put that into a product and made that a mobile app, maybe with a desktop application, that, that would serve a different function than when I go to Google and I'm like, what are water rights in Nevada? That's not an easy question and there's not a data point to pull back, right? So there's still a heavy need for that type of search. But Google's trying to use all the same algorithms to provide both answers. And they've weighted, in my opinion, way too heavily the data point search. I don't know the official word, micro moment is what I really call it, um, over the traditional search type. And that means when I put in search queries, probably three out of 10 times, I get nothing I can use. And I get a Facebook and I ask people. And that's bad for Google. And I know other people are experiencing similar issues when they're trying to look for things that don't easily fit into an entity category or into a data point. Yeah, no, no, exactly. I, it, and they're almost sort of creating their own problems by putting up these knowledge boxes and things like that because they're we're starting to see in a large case, you know, Wikipedia, that type of thing. But other branded places are starting to get some lift as being recognized. They've been really good at doing schema or, or however they're managing to get their, their particular results above others into those search boxes. And people are just typing those addresses in now if they, you know, are looking for another example. You know, ESPN gets, most probably gets a lot of the sports ones. They've, they've got a really good sports app that's the way it's moving and i think you know if google's going to be smart about it they're, they're again late to the game i think amazon's may end up being the best in class at this or they are definitely now with uh echo you know the voice search is going to become a bigger way that we're going and i think google spent a little bit too much time uh concentrating on mobile and, you know, the differentiation between desktop and mobile when that really wasn't as big of an issue as the audio part of it is. True. And I find the opposite issue, too, on desktop, which is not audio and likely not ever to be audio based or not predominantly audio because of where you use your desktop. I find that if I put in, like, say I'm trying to remember an article and I just remember the keywords from the article, I can't find anything. If Google suggests a result, it'll be almost in sentence format, which is more like you talk, but not necessarily how you type. And yeah, so yeah. they've pushed 
because they've pushed that as well in, in, in those results related to the knowledge graph. I find I just find desktop search has really deteriorated and, and micro moment push in that same space, I think, is their detriment. If you look back at the FTC documents, I think it was FTC or FCC, um, I believe they've lost about 5% share in the last few years, which for Google is tremendous. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, the other the other article over at Search Engine Land, and it sort of uh, is part of this, is what Google's doing as far as you know, social media and SEO. I'm a firm believer that social signals are having an impact on search results. There's no concrete, you know, Gary Ilias or uh, John Mueller haven't come out and said absolutely. And unfortunately, Matt's not around anymore to answer these type of questions. What's your insight to that? Where do you think, you know, and this article by, uh, I think it's David Bagby, was entitled Two Tried and True Methods to Make Social Media Impact SEO. It's Dan Bagby. What do you think of SEO, you know, social impacting SEO? I think one uh, is correct. Brand authority, um, you know, even if they're not using it as a actual ranking factor, if, if a brand is mentioned repetitively over, let's say, Twitter, because they have that fire hose, you know, they can, they, more, they recognize it as a, as a, something with more authority. Now, how they factored it in, I don't know, but I'm sure it has some sort of relational relationship in there. But I'd also say, it, you know, what breaks out of Twitter and Facebook, though, also counts too, right? So if you have links on a, on a site from your, you know, that you posted from a Twitter feed, well, that's now scraped by Google, right? Yeah. So, so I may not get any follow out of it, follow juice out of Twitter or Facebook, but when people are citing my tweets or citing my brand and it's uh, social media components that I, is where, of items I saw and then moved to a website, then that also I think can in, in influence the value of it. Um, but I do think brand and directly communicating with users is probably the biggest value and that's not directly organic but over time it becomes that because then people when they're looking for something or searching for something they remember seeing that company and they're like oh I need eggs which for, oh there's a Whole Foods near me I forgot and they search for the location or something of that nature. Yeah no, no, absolutely you know that's definitely part of it yeah, the, the ability on social media to build your band, brand recognition, which then gets engagement, whether or not Google directly counts the links and gives them an impact just purely by the sharing and the click-through of those links is driving more traffic, which creates, we know that they're tracking trends and things like that, and there's a lot of trending information from social media. So, yeah, I you know, I think... There is definitely an impact, and I, I'm a firm believer of making sure that you know your social profile has links to your main content, you know, your your homepage, and at least maybe your blog if it's you know, if you have an informational part of your website and things like that. Just because people will come there and from your social profile go over and have a look at what you what you're doing online, and and by going there and then they become engaged. It, recognition of the traffic and all those other factors that Google seems to use definitely has an impact. I agree. And also one, one quick thing. Um, I think that having all those links on your site 
to all that social media presence shows Google that you're not like as likely to be a spammer as most spammers aren't sitting around keeping viable social profiles. So links and active social profiles probably factors in there somewhere. Oh, I don't know. I'm seeing, I get, oh, lately I must get three or four friend requests on Facebook from cute looking women pictures <laughs> that have maybe 10 friends and two posts. But they're not pages. I'm talking about the pages themselves. Yeah, no, 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 I know. But I mean, I, I, they don't quite, those sort of people, like you said, they don't quite get how to do it all. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They, they just think, oh, yeah, well, I get all these people that, you know, and then I'm going to get them to like something and I'm going to get paid or whatever. You know, it's just like, really, folks, if you get <laughs> to the time of doing all this, at least do an hour's worth of homework and find out <laughs> the way. You know? exactly. It's just insane. <laughs> and with that, if we want to learn something about better ways, listen to the sponsors that are supporting the show right now. <laughs> We'll be back with more SEO rock stars right after this. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars. And we're back. Thank you very much, Christine, for uh, helping fill in while Chris is wandering the hillsides of God knows where. <laughs> yeah, he's. But so we can finish off. It's June 14th, 2016, Flag Day for all of those Americans that are out there waving the flag. And we've got a couple of short little ones to go in. Uh, Jen Slag over at the SEM Post, who now is actually my go-to 
place for, for news. They, she's outshining a lot of the competitors out there. Uh, she was down in Australia and uh, at Big Digital in Adelaide, spoke with Gary Ilias, and uh, they were talking about best practices for uh, optimizing for Google's rank brain, yeah. which has been getting some bad... Uh, I, I do some stuff with a bunch of different people, and rank brain just seems to be sort of still out there in the the far reaches. Wait, I, are you actually using any part of this? Are you looking at it to get ready for what it's impacting? Well, actually, the funny thing was I had written an article about these anomalies I had seen on Google and submitted to SEL, Search Engine Land, that day. And then they came out with rank bring the name. So I had to rewrite the article. So um, the easiest way I can explain how it's useful is Google, when it switched to this quote-unquote natural language, which it actually doesn't do and is not capable of, it uses entities from freebase to associate things. So it understands iced tea is iced tea, right? But if you put in, let's say, a type of tea that's not normally iced, it will get confused and give you recipes and reviews of that tea and places to buy that tea and maybe one or two articles on iced tea. And the reason it does that is it doesn't actually know what you want. So it's giving you things that it knows are more closely associated with it. And then it lets you determine. And over time, the idea is personalization and user data will bring back more relevant results. And that's been working very well, I don't think, because now they're going to add, supposedly, rumor is, you have the ability to get rid of the irrelevant results, which to me is kind of silly, too, because today you might be looking for black iced tea and in a month from now maybe iced rubio's tea and those would be different searches so the way i first spotted it was um in nevada i was looking up water rights and it had a lot of results for las vegas water rights quite a few for reno water rights because that's a big issue here with the droughts but when i put in mesquite water rights it gave me mesquite something about their water system like that you know where you pay your bill and then it gave me mesquite the tree mesquite the barbecue mesquite the wood mesquite the a recipe for mesquite ribs because it didn't know exactly what i wanted not enough people would search for it to create an association so when you're optimizing for it it's not just about natural language i think gary oversimplifies it as i think he often does it's more about how are your words associated, and the best way to determine how Google is going to associate them is look in auto-suggest. You look in that drop-down box, and let's say you just put all the words from that item in the auto-suggest in the search, but you don't put it in the same order with the same question, like how or why or what, it will give you a different result than if you use theirs. That auto-suggest tends to be much more highly relevant than just a regular query. Um, and I think this is because this is mostly based on database associations with yeah. machine learning thrown in, not natural language processing. No, exactly. And that's the, that's the other problem with Rankford is, and as we've talked pretty much this entire session, is that, you know, one, you've got a lot more audio searches. So what you'll ask as far as speech goes and the way you type, we have a tendency to be very short with the keywords that we'll type into a search. But when we're asking a question of one of these machines, we're going to be as verbose as all hell. It's <laughs> really weird exactly. the way that I've seen that. You know, it's like, we, whereas you, you know, you don't have to say much. You can just let your fingers do the walking. But we've gone, and that used to be the criteria of how engaged people are with the internet 
Uh, it used to be the average keyword search was five words, and then it came down to four words, and then it came down to three, and then we'd make fun of third world countries that were still using like six word or five word <laughs> averages. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it, so there's, it, it's a difficult process. And, and this whole rank brain using that is just, they could have come up with a much better terminology because it, it, it sort of sticks in the craw to be calling it rank brain because it's not a brain. It's, you know, no. <laughs> it's artificial intelligence at best. And it's a, a series of, uh, you know, hard drives that are, you know, comparing data. But Right, right. I think Google likes people to believe the story they're telling, that they're deep in AI and they understand all this natural language and this isn't about databases, it's about intelligence, but it's not. These are relational databases, basically, I'm being very simple here. That machine learning starts to understand relationships between because you type something in or it associates something often enough, I'm sure, in the indexing process. But it's not that it understands the difference. And the easiest way to tell this is put in the same query and then reverse the order of the words. But it means the same to you, but doesn't mean the same as it's written. And you'll notice that you get back different results. And that shouldn't be. If they understand natural language processing, if I don't change the meaning of the words in the sentence, it should still be able to pull back the same things. And it doesn't. But the surprising thing is, and it, it, they do it somewhat in textual searches, but they really do rely on it more on the audio searches. When you ask one question and then the next question, you know, like, um, uh, I'm getting caught here, but you know, Penn Station location, uh, and then off you go, next train to Jamaica. It, it's automatically sort of taking the fact that you're looking to make that search from Penn Station to Jamaica. They sort of tie that sort of part in. So that part of it's clever. They don't do that as much with the tech space, and I think maybe they don't want to, I, I don't know why. Just speculation, but I've seen it happen very successfully on a few of the Google presentations, like at the I.O. about a month or so ago, where they were really showing the advances that they'd made in audio. So, I mean, that's part of it. And then I can understand that you want to have, you know, a context to what's going on. And, and, you know, that's why they, a lot of times when you do a, when you're signed into Google and you do a search, you you see one set of results, and then if you sign out or go incognito, you're going to see a different one. They're using what you've done in the past to try and filter what they're giving you in the future. Now, right. I go back to 2001, sitting around with my friends when Google first came out, and, well, at least by the time it got sort of popular, and we were talking about how is the search engine going to be able to differentiate the fact that I'm searching for Albert Einstein, but I want Albert Einstein, the plumber who lives in my neighborhood. I need information about how to get in touch with him, as opposed to the first thousand results back then were all about Albert Einstein, the scientist. Yeah, so personalization, localization, all these different elements that are coming in are what really makes our job interesting, at least for me. Yeah, I definitely agree. I also think Okay, maybe we've lost Christine or maybe I'm lost. Either way, 
Hopefully someone's hearing me. Okay, folks, don't forget, uh, you can find us on cranberry.fm. We're also on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere you want to go for SEO Rockstars. Please enjoy the stuff. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. Mm-hmm.